it's Mediums in Action time again. Again, it's with me, Martin Lick Wilson, and my good friend, and as I always say, an expert medium, and he really is, and that's Ian Doherty. Hello, everybody. Thank you for the intro, Martin. And uh, likewise, it's nice to be here recording another podcast and, and reach as many people as we can. So thank you for your listening and please share. Thank you. Totally agree. It's, it's been a really good week with the course. We're, we're now in, I can never say, it, UAE, aren't we? We're now, yes, uh, United, Emirates, uh, United Arab Emirates. Yeah, we've got our first uh, student there and uh, we've just hit uh, today 140 students, which... Mm-hmm. Is just mind blowing for me. It is. Um, yeah, it's, it is. It's been so quick, though, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I can't. I still can't believe it was only the end of March when we launched it. So it's it's less than sort of three months. But it's uh, it. yeah, it's, it's going really well, and in eighteen different countries now. It's just absolutely amazing, and thank you everybody there um, for doing that. And today we're we're going to change it a bit, so we're, we're not actually going to talk about mediumship. Well, there might be a little smattering of mediumship here and there, but. What we want to talk about today is divination. Now, if you don't know what divination is, get off this podcast and go on the internet, because if you're a medium, you should really know what divination is. And, and that's, I suppose, how we can put it is predicting the future, future, or as I like to say, it's kind of predicting the most possible outcomes. So when yeah. I ever do a divination, I always tell people, it's a bit it looks a bit like a family tree or maybe a fan with or like a flow chart almost in that I'm going to tell you this is what's going to happen. But at any time you could say, right, I'm, I'm going to completely change that and I'm going to completely, you know, you can always change your life. Uh, but these are the most possible outcomes. That's what I always say to people. And yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good way of looking at it. Now, with you, Ian, now, obviously, I've known you as a medium, really, and there's been a number of times where we've worked together, let's say, on a psychic supper or something, and you've used tarot cards. So what came first for you? Did did you do tarot cards before you were a medium, or when you were a medium, did you decide, right, I'm going to pick up some tarot cards and see how I get on with it? I was always mediumship through and through, you know, but I hadn't, uh, by the time I started using the oracle cards, I hadn't necessarily gone to Spiritual Church and worked on my uh, mediumship. So you could say really that uh, tarot was the first sort of venturing out. And I and I just found that I was that I was able to be doing them, you know, where as in I thought myself, well, I'm sure this uh, what you know what I'm feeling with the uh, with the uh, card. I thought, well, you know, um, is it right? And I and I and I found because you know the analytical side in me always wanted to know why, um, and I found I was having a good uh, level of uh, uh, of success even at my early stages. You know, I never used the book telling you the two of cups is this, the three of you know three of cups is so and so. I just went by by what I uh, what I felt. So you so you could say that at that stage if information was coming through into my mind and I wasn't fully aware that it was it was in all likelihood a uh, a guiding influence talking to me but I always put it down as the tarot being something for the for the person that you're doing the reading for for them to look at you know and it sort of takes the focus on their conscious mind looking at the card and it makes their sort of conscious mind sorry subconscious mind a more open so to speak and then the reading seemed to be going better that way so I did the oracle sorry I did the tarot cards and uh, I was in the forces at the uh, at the time I started using them uh, back in what about 93 and 
I kept, you know, I'd have a queue waiting out, waiting outside me your door. It just got off a 12 hour uh, shift, you know. <laughs> oh, can you do this? Can you do that? I said, oh, will you give me a break? Yeah. I said, I've got to do this, you know, even in the forces world where people say, oh, mediumship, psychic, oh, it's rubbish, whatever. Then I used to get the same people coming again and again. It did work there. What, what, what about yourself, Martin? When did you, when you start with your um, divination tarot, I believe? It kind of started when I was younger because not only did my mother used to do uh, playing card readings, but also my gr- uh, my grandmother used to do them as well. I used to wonder what they were doing with these playing cards at a very early age. She said, oh, I'm predicting the future. And I was like, ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's the lottery numbers now. <laughs> and uh, so it started it from there. So, I mean, it's one of those things where they were very, very cagey about how to read, what cards me- me- meant what. And yes. they told me a little bit of what it was. And so... Like the Ace of Spades was always portrayed as the death card or it was very similar to that. Now I've got older, I've realized that there's a lot of linkage with the playing card readings that tie in with a lot of the tarot readings. Yeah. So there, there is a stream there that or connection there between them both. But then when I started doing tarot, uh, sorry, playing card readings uh, at school or whenever we went on a school trip, I'd be sat at the back of the coach doing these readings, the three, <laughs> three card readings. But it's interesting, and you you made a really interesting comment in what you said there. Even when I was doing the playing card readings, it was my interpretation of what I saw in front of me. Yeah. And I and, and essentially, as we teach in our mediumship courses, these are tools, physical tools, to enable the brain to kind of get into gear and a bit more focus. So when I put down three cards, whether it was tarot or whether it was playing cards, or whether it was some, let's say, staves from uh, Ogham's script or anything like that. When I when I put any of these things down, I'm piggybacking on the back of this and, yes. and possibly using my psychic ability uh, to do this. And um, as you said in your point, is you started off with tarot, yeah, and you didn't sit there reading every single explanation for what does the two of cups mean, what does the, you know the three of, I, I mean every, I mean there's God knows how many designs now, but yeah. you go through and everybody's got a slightly different explanation. But I always say to everybody, you can either be two things with tarot uh, or, or any form of divination. You can either be the purist who this is exactly what it means. It doesn't mean anything else. Or you can actually interpret what you are visualizing. And often I will put one card down, a tarot card, and I will look at that card and I will know that that what that meaning is of that tarot card is not necessarily the right one for this person. But there will yeah. be something in the background. There will be an image. There will be something, a tree, a new growth tree or something. And I'll say, well, I've got this card and normally it means this. But I can see here, actually, there's glimmers of new growth coming through. So I, I get I think psychically and as as well as mediumship wise you get driven to the interpretation would yes. you say, would you say that as well oh definitely yeah definitely you know it's a it's it's a lot more free flow i think if like i say the purists and you just use the uh, the book that comes with that particular deck then you're just holding yourself in you're holding yourself back you might as well be reading within a your box you know what i mean because you can't go beyond it you know um, i totally agree yeah i i mean the but i think this is the problem with I, i'm not saying anything about because i do know purists and that they're fine and and they are very 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 good uh, tarot readers and they mm-hmm. will give me and there's nothing wrong with it but I, I certainly feel that unless you are dedicating yourself to the search of uh, the study of tarot then it's very very hard to remember 
sort of 78 <laughs> meanings well, well that's it and then you've got different and yeah, then reverse it, and then reverse yeah, as well so exactly yeah. if it stood next to this card and what happens if it's with that card what happens if it's with this card so the permutations with six cards go into the 97,000s or something i dare say yeah and and, and also I, d- I don't do reverse as well i I, no, I i have never done them like I, I, I've never done way. reverse because I've always found that there's been enough in there for me to be able to pull yeah. out as well. And again, I'm 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 sure purists are going, oh my god, they're not doing proper tarot readings. <laughs> the reason why we're talking about divination today is because certainly from a tarot perspective, I, obviously I did playing cards and then I moved on to tarot. I've moved on to all sorts of other things that I've dabbled with. Now all of these are very visual uh, visual items, and uh, we've talked about this before and. I certainly believe that any of these tools are us leapfrogging on these so we can get yes. a greater connection. And you also believe that it's it's also a good tool to get the uh, querent, the, uh, the the person, the sitter, to actually be able to open up yeah. as well. Well, it is. It helps them uh, interact. You know, that's why if I do a reading, I turn the cards to that person rather than towards me. Uh, you know, because when they look at some of the pictures, particularly if they see the death card, there's a big panic. You know, uh, it gives them something to focus on at the same time. They are they are listening to you, but it's sort of having a point of focus puts their conscious mind into an energy. You know, sort of. Oh, I've got to look what I got. To look what this is, and they are more open there. Uh, not in a in a subjective way as in you as in you are going to sort of say you must give this you must do that you know but it uh, it does allow uh, I dare say it changes the you know the auric field slightly which uh, gives the psychic ability from the medium or the psychic you know to sort of feel more and then get a better reading you know I can always tell somebody who's got a very logical mind that you walk up to me and you can feel that logicality within their energy straight away and I'm thinking please don't come to sit with me and that's what they do i was thinking no i you do feel the auric field it fluctuates it ebbs and ebbs and weaves you know and the more logical a person is then the more sort of it's more difficult to try and and get a decent reading for them to be to be perfectly honest and but then again if you should you wish to because most people who use a tarot for any sort of length of time are very very well versed in it so you can always fall back on that until the person relaxes and then the information pulls up again and also as well is another issue is is um people can be an- very very analytical but also as well is they can have too much expectation so yes so so when you deal the cards they look at the cards and they and as you say they they think they might know roughly what a particular card is and and suddenly their face will drop and 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 a wall will come up and it's interesting that you say that with the auric field and people always say to me well so so are you connecting directly with that person um psychically or or you know kind of energetically and and i always say yeah yeah, i mean i i think tarot does that or any form of divination it allows you to connect together and it's no way different than if you go to a big concert uh let's say you go to a big concert and you see a band or whatever and everybody you know that whole feeling you all connected you all connected as a consciousness and it's no different than when you sit down with somebody and do a tarot reading or any form of divination it's it's that connection that allows you to then be able to practice divination and at least give people an idea of what is coming. Um, yeah. How accurate would you say that the information that you get from tarot cards, how accurate would you say it is? I mean, I, I mean, and what I mean by that is, I mean, sometimes we don't hit. Sometimes we'll say, yeah. 
that this is going to happen. And this is why I always say that I think it's a flow. It's like a flow chart. There's various angles that if you change things, that happens. Yeah. Now, did it? Did those things not happen because I told them they were going to happen, or did it happen because I was wrong? And, and that's always been a quandary for me, as much as I know. Yeah. Partly to answer that uh, question, uh, I used to when I when I first started, um, I used to get all this information. And I thought to myself that can't be right, surely. So then. I would sort of have I, have I got this right? I check in the meanings of the book. I thought, oh, I got that totally wrong. So I so I used to make notes on what the book said, start reading to the person, and I'd always explain, I've just started, so please bear that in mind. No, no, it's not me. So I said, oh, all right, I took it away, and I tell her what I picked up the first time, tell her or or him, and they're um, gobsmacked. And mm. at times I'm thinking, where's the energy? Where 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 am I getting this from? You know, one of my uh, forces uh, friends, uh, you, you know, he come up and said, oh, can you give me Carving, yeah. I turned him over. I said, "Oh, you think you're thinking of leaving the forces? How did you know that?" I said, "Well, um, it was, but it was nothing to do with work." And I just thought, "Oh, you're you're thinking of leaving? How did you get that? You've only just turned it over." So there are little things there, you know. I would, I would, I would say I've had a, I would say probably maybe an eighty to twenty percent in sort of accuracy with coming back with feedback and that, you know, because uh, feedback, particularly for anybody when you're starting on this line of this line of work, is of import, not in feeding the ego, but in Re, and to give reassurance that what you are feeling in the way that you read is right. I think that's yeah. a yeah, I think that's a big part. Yeah, you know? it, it's. I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with feeding the ego as long as it's accepted in in a positive stance. So, yes. so if it, if it yeah. does help grow the confidence, then that's a real positive. And as long as it doesn't grow the confidence, as one medium who worked with me once. Uh, First time he'd ever done a ghost hunt, he turned up and, and to be honest, he wasn't very good at all. The next time he turned up, he'd got a brand new car with personalised plates. I think it was something like SP1RT (laughs) business cards, the full works. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I've set up a limited company. I'm I'm going to do this professionally now. And And I was kind of thinking, and all because he had got one bit of good feedback. If you can ride on the back of this confidence, then yeah. it does drive you forward. And again, and we say in the course, really, that as a medium, there's nothing worse when you're saying, you're saying, can you accept this? Can you accept? No, no, no. Can you accept? No. And, and you're thinking, oh, where am I then? <laughs> Who am yeah. I with? Yeah. The, the thing is, as well, often with feedback, you never hear the, the positive stuff. You only hear the negative stuff. If you kind of keep thinking oh, I'm getting all this negative feedback. But then you look at the grand scale of things and you think, well, hang on a minute, I did, out of 100 readings, I got four complaints. Well, that means yes. you've got ni- 96 people who were very, very happy. So Yeah, it, yeah it, no, it is, look, it is looking at that way. So divination is, is is a great, great tool. And I do recommend anybody that, if you're serious about, about pushing your psychic ability, then it's a good way of starting to open that up. And and we'll talk about psychometry and things like that. But for, I mean, there's so many ways of divination and it's worth finding out. And I, and I always find I, I know when I first started looking at tarot and, and I talked to a, a good friend who mentored me for ages and she said, oh, you'll go into a shop and and the cards will will be able to find you and, and all this sort of thing. And and I just thought that was a bit too much fluff, to be honest. It's, you know, yeah. I, it's yeah. a question of the aesthetic is yes is how does that the art connect and it's interesting i think yours if i remember correctly were egyptian 
I did have a set of those, but the cards I used to use all the time were your witches pack. Um, what pack, sorry? A witches pack. Oh right. Uh, you know, there's nothing to do with. Uh, I don't mean to, don't mean this to be funny, ladies. There's nothing to do with pointy hats or brooms. Um, it was just it was just called that, you know. And uh, I just linked with it. I connected with with the uh, with the cards. I still I've uh, I've still got them now. I give all the rest of my cards away. Um, I just found I could work there. The Egyptian ones were I was drawn to them because wow, you know they were beautiful. But I yeah, cannot use yeah. them at all. You yeah, know. I remember. I remember you bringing them, and they were they were absolutely stunning. Uh, mm. I mean, I, I mean, I've used a number of packs over the years. I I really don't like the Rider Waite, which no, is not the, me. Uh, which is the traditional cards for for everybody. They were designed about 110 years ago, based on the traditional Italian uh, original tarot cards. Uh, but they are very very hard in that the imagery is very the magician card is the magician card there's nothing else related to that card where when people bring their creativity whether it's artistic or whether it's yes. the actual person who's designed the cards there's more information in there that you can pull out and so i i think modern day tarot cards are actually probably the better cards than than the older versions i, I know that again the purists are going to string me up and burn me but um well yeah but the the thing is, is, you know, people should go with what clicks to them. You know what I mean? Uh, one of one of my friends uses a nature pack where it's all to do with trees and animals in it. And she's very, very good with them. Yeah. But it, what, yeah. it's what works with her. Yeah, I used to use one called, uh, the, I think it was called the Tarot of the Old Ways, which was very sort of pagan orientated, which was very, very good. But now I use one and, I, and it's something that really, really doesn't, connect with me on a personal level and i think it's called the i think it's something like the the butterfly tarot or something like that it really yeah. doesn't it do, it's it's kind of the if i could pick a tarot card a tarot pack that is completely not me it's them mm. but the imagery everything and and i and and it works really nice nice with me and, and it's always been very 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 accurate so i'm, I'm very pleased with it so oh, good good but yeah. um so what made you start to, you, I mean, you, you literally branched out and created your own Oracle cards. And yeah, I mean, you'd, obviously you'd you, been doing your art and then you decided to do your Oracle cards. Was it driven by spirit or was it driven by uh, uh, personal? No, spirit? definitely driven spirit. Sorry for cutting over you there, Martin. Um, very definitely driven spirit side. And uh, I was, you know, because, uh, well, all my artwork is very much spirit driven. I cannot draw for a toffee, honestly. And then with the uh, with the uh, cards them cards themselves, you know, um, I just thought to myself these can, you know, I thought, oh, it can be it can be an oracle pack, you know. So I uh, I uh, got the artwork. I you know I, I formatted it in the in the way that the publishers wanted, and I uh, and I put together a little a little book and it just flowed with all these meanings and different meanings and uh, on my Facebook my order arts page on Facebook um, I uh, do a monthly card reveal on them you know sort of um, I just done one Wednesday you know for um, for the for the month of June you know and it's a very very interactive you know where uh, I have a lot of followers on it and it's and it's one of the way the way that I do I put the card in front of me and I, I just link up you know say come on friends please and this information just poof, you know so I write it down it is general it's not for anybody definite but there's a uh, there's a lot of positive feedback on it 
I just marveled at the fact, wow, I've done a set of Oracle cards. You know, I was uh, I was over the mm. moon, and I'm going to do one, which is because uh, the first Oracle deck was based on pastel work. I'm going to do a second one, which is oil work, which gives you a very much deeper feeling, a rich a rich colour. It's absolutely beautiful. So that is my next venture, and hopefully, I can get it started this year. I mean, I've got a pack of your Oracle cards, and, and they they're stunning. I, I'll use them because I, I've purposely not learned them. Um, mm-hmm. So, so therefore, I can I can deal the cards in front of me. Obviously, I can look and create my own interpretations. But then, if I'm, whenever I do a reading for myself, I'll always go by the book um, rather than my own yeah. interpretation yeah. because I basically I'm I'm going to pollute any ideas because I I have internal aspirations or of I have course. internal worries that I will change that card and change that. Uh, reading so mm-hmm. so your cards are great I, I i really love them and and they Thank are you. such a beautiful thing to look at i i, I think you did a great job yeah, well you and spirit did a great job yeah and, uh, yeah you should do a second printing ian you really should <laughs> well, the the thing is you know after at the time i uh, i uh, did them i could only uh have the fine i only had the finances to do the one print you know mm. and i did promise people i wouldn't do a second and third but like i say yeah uh, i asked people about them what would they like uh and i just put a number on them so there wasn't any words contrast you know uh, spirit light don't do it you know there was no words to lead anybody so just as just as you said people read them the way they do want to read them and it just flows for them so uh i'm pleased with that yeah it reminds me of um uh, there's a there was an artist called Ithel Colcoon who was involved with a, an occultist called Kenneth Grant who's one yeah. of the major influences on on Western uh, occultism and she was a, an, an artist she she was also a, very much a modern artist and she created a whole tarot pack and I've got a copy of this tarot pack and it's it's amazing that there are literally there's no numbers there's nothing on there. And they were made by oil. And mm-hmm. at night, she was told by spirit what oils to drop into the water. She left it overnight. She came back in the morning and she put a card down and then uh, into the oil and, and the paint. It mm. stuck to uh, the card. And that was the card for that. Particular. Oh, wow. So you have these cards Believe me, they're very hard to read because all you've got is yellows and reds. But I'm sure that, that you know, to be honest, they're, they're far more than that because I've certainly meditated on some of these cards and, and there's some great experiences to be had from there. That mm-hmm. They've kind of transcended tarot, actually. It, they, they, she's tried to capture the energy by using oils and, and spirit interference. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's a fascinating experience. And, and that's Ithel Kulkoon tarot mm-hmm. if if you go yeah. online you'll see these cards and they are absolutely amazing yeah. absolutely th- beautiful yeah i think what what happens there and you know my uh and my guy just asked to point this out whether you're doing you know that type of art you know you're like there's this it's the spirit interaction saying this oil that oil and then you put it down there and, and when i'm doing my pastels or my oils there is always uh, a sort of a uh, psychic uh, sort of um, printing onto the paper or canvas before you use it. And then you fill. It's almost like coloring, uh, coloring by numbers, but not seeing what the numbers are. And there's uh, there's a spirit impression on it that gives it that vibe and that, and that feeling and easier to read from, really. Yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with you. Totally agree. With you. I mean, and I come from sort of a magical background, so I, I totally agree. I think she was yeah. working with spirit to produce these cards, and and on face value, if I gave these cards to anybody, they would say, oh, "I can't read these. Can't can't do these." Yeah, fascinating experiment, and and and, and I think they're definitely. You know they are related to to yeah. the work of, of yourself. It's spirit influenced uh, oracle cards or tarot yeah. cards. But uh, so yeah, this is just a quick episode. We'll finish on this. Um, we just wanted to kind of have a chat about divination for people, uh, not to be scared of it. They are just simple physical tools mm-hmm. which you can use to help your psychic and, and mediumship ability to connect greater with spirit as well as the sitter uh, th- yeah, there's definitely. nothing to it is there really no no there it. isn't it's a perception isn't it absolutely absolutely so please let us know if you do use tarot cards send us photographs or put, put them on our facebook page it would be interested to see what uh, cards you use and, and what work for you and what don't and there'll be another podcast very very soon we're roaming for three this month this is our second we hope you're enjoying all this content we're enjoying making it and uh, thank you very much. And thank you, Ian. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody. And uh, and thank you too, Martin, for all the work you do getting the podcast out there. It's much appreciated, um, uh, you know, by, by myself and everybody else who uh, listens. And some feedback, folks, please share the, share the blah, blah, blah out of this podcast, please. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. If you can share the podcast, tell your friends about it, leave us a review. That's all we ask of you for all this free content that we're providing to you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So everybody, have a good day, have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.